This is Your Partners in Pain, a podcast that aims to bring together those who live with pain, healthcare providers who treat chronic pain, and researchers working on topics that affect people living with pain. This podcast is a must-listen for anyone experiencing pain or anyone trying to help those who live with it. Your Partners in Pain is presented by the Saskatchewan Pain Society, also known as SAS Pain, and I am your host, Alexandria. Each episode, we are going to speak to Saskatchewan-based healthcare providers and researchers who have information and education to share about pain science and pain care. We are also going to speak with everyday people as they share their incredible stories of living with pain and the techniques they've used to help manage it and live well. It is important to note that the information presented in this podcast represents the opinions of the host and the guests that appear on the show and not that of SAS Pain. The content presented should not be taken as direct healthcare advice, but for informational purposes only. Because each individual is unique, please consult your healthcare provider for any questions or concerns you have, or before you incorporate any of the ideas presented in this podcast into your own treatment plan. Today for episode five, we are speaking with Tracy Fickner. Tracy is a registered nurse with 31 years of experience based out of the Yorkton area, where she works in primary healthcare as a healthy living facilitator. Tracy has her own lived experience of chronic pain, which she has spoken about at events such as the Saskatchewan Provincial Pain Conference, and she is also a part of the Improving Pain Care in Saskatchewan collaborative research project we mentioned in episode three. Here, Tracy is a patient partner and advisor for the project, and today she is going to tell us all about the Partners in Pain virtual webinar series that is available to Saskatchewan residents to help with education, pain management tools, and a place for support for those living with chronic pain. We also delve into the pain cycle and the importance of acceptance on your pain journey. We hope you enjoy. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today on Your Partners in Pain. Thanks, Alexandria. It's an honor to be here, and I'm so excited that you're doing this podcast. I'm hoping people don't feel so alone and can relate to the speakers and the information that we're sharing. So first off, how did you get interested in or started in chronic pain and pain care? Did you have your own lived experience of pain? Can you just paint us a picture or walk us through how you ended up in the role you're in now? I took a keen interest in chronic pain while attending a rehab program with Workman's Compensation in 2015. In August of 2014, I'd worked a weekend of three 12-hour shifts in ICU with heavy workloads. During each shift, I did feel physical strains, but was able to keep on working. But the day after my shifts, I woke up feeling like a blade was stuck between my neck and my left shoulder with a painful golf ball under the shoulder blade. I had limited range of motion of that shoulder with numbness and tingling into the hand. And as the morning went on, a progressively worsening headache ensued, radiating a burning sensation into the right side of my face, causing jaw and ear pain, along with dizziness when turning my head to the right side. Because of these diverse symptoms, I had many tests and referrals to the spine pathway, a surgeon, and a neurologist over the next four and a half months. 
My final diagnosis of repetitive strain injury causing myofascial pain syndrome, which is a mouthful, uh, was based on ruling out other diagnoses. But by this time, I had a frozen left shoulder, very painful knots, which I learned were trigger points around the shoulder blade. My left shoulder blade poked out and was higher than the right one, and my left collarbone was crooked and felt choky. So this led to a long rehab full of physical and emotional challenges. And as we progressed, I felt like an onion peeling off unpleasant layers. But despite a fantastic physiotherapist who advocated for me to receive three extensions in my return to work, in December of 2015, I had to cope with not successfully returning to work in ICU, being unfit to work in any acute care position, and I was still in pain needing more rehab. Being an RN for 26 years, I thought I knew how to manage pain, but I didn't know how to manage chronic pain. During this time, one of my colleagues was a member of the Saskatchewan Registered Nurses Association Professional Practice Group, and they were planning an upcoming provincial pain conference. She was very interested in the techniques we were using in rehab, such as guided meditation, biofeedback, and trigger point injections. I shared how my previous work-related injuries, endometriosis, and cervicogenic headaches earlier in life, along with how jaw clenching, being a worrywart, people pleaser, and detail-oriented person impacts the nervous system and chronic pain. This led to an invitation to present my pain experience at the provincial conference in 2016. Afterwards, I remember saying to her that it was very cathartic for me to speak which I thought was kind of odd because I hadn't fully understood that word until then. But preparing for that conference ended up being a fantastic distraction for me while I struggled with adjustment to my modified work accommodation. In December of 2016, I found the posting for a healthy living facilitator with cardiac and pulmonary rehabilitation and the Live Well programs. I was so excited because I used to volunteer for cardiac rehab education classes and had been looking for the Live Well with Chronic Pain workshop. And I could finally feel like I was working without accommodation. Even though I struggled to manage chronic pain and still work, it was like a dream to work in and was therapeutic to be a part of these programs. This led to a a request in 2020 from my primary health care manager asking me to participate with a pain research team from Saskatchewan Health Authority in the U of S with aims to improve chronic pain management in the province. The Improving Chronic Pain Care in Saskatchewan Collaborative Research Team, which is now nicknamed, so to speak, Improving Pain in Saskatchewan, was in phase one of the project, and in the Yorkton area, they were looking for input through interviews from adults living with chronic pain, their families and supporters, healthcare providers, and community-based organizations to create um, community-based solutions for pain management. Because of my current role with chronic pain, long history, and I guess local connections in the area, the research team asked for my input regarding how to most effectively share the interview posters to reach as many contacts as possible. And I also volunteered to be interviewed as a healthcare provider and a person with lived experience of chronic pain. That is such an interesting story, Tracy. You know, like being a healthcare provider and then having your own pain experiences and sort of segueing more into research and advocacy. Um, your combined experiences are absolutely invaluable to the roles that you're in now. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. 
And I do also agree that there is definitely therapeutic value in getting involved in pain education initiatives, as well as sharing your own story. So speaking of that, I know you are now heavily involved in the Partners in Pain webinar series, not to be confused with our podcast, Your Partners in Pain, but they are our close partners. Um, But the Partners in Pain webinar series is currently running. Can you tell us what is that all about and what really happens at those events? Yeah, you bet. Partners in Pain is a virtual community support and educational group, people living with chronic pain in Saskatchewan, to provide opportunities for engagement and learning. Partners in Pain is a free webinar series offered online via Zoom with rotating schedule every second week, alternating Tuesday evenings and Wednesday afternoons. Sessions are also recorded and available on YouTube to maximize viewer flexibility. Each one-hour session consists of new knowledge from an information session uh, with an expert healthcare provider, new connections through a personal story by someone living with chronic pain, and new pain management skills by sharing tools for managing pain through a non-pharmacological activity. So an example of that would be breath control or art therapy or gentle movement. Partners in Pain also facilitates question and answer, affording opportunities for people to ask questions and share their thoughts. Some of the topics include sleep, relaxation, healthy eating, movement, medication, and many clinical topics. Partners in Pain plans to deliver 20 webinar sessions, which began on September 21st of 2021, continuing until April of 2022. That is amazing. So if listeners want to participate or attend any of these events, how can they do that? Where can they find more information or ways to get involved? So one way to register is on the Saskatchewan Pain Society website or saskpain.ca under the tab called Living with Pain. There people will find a section called Partners in Pain Webinar and Podcast, which leads to the link to register. Another way to register is through the SASC Pain and the Improving Pain in Saskatchewan Facebook pages. The first posts have been pinned so people can find the poster with the dates, times, topics, and the link to register. And again, if people were not able to attend the previous sessions or are unable to attend a future session, they can find the recorded sessions on 4P's Health YouTube channel. And people can find contact information on the bottom of the webinar poster to register or ask questions or to maybe get involved as a healthcare provider to present educational information or perhaps a person with lived experience who wants to share their pain story or possibly even becoming a funding partner to help offset the presenter honorary expenses that we have. That's perfect. Thank you for those detailed instructions, which is always so helpful. There's obviously so many ways to uh, find out more information and get involved. And I am also going to include uh, some information at the end of the podcast for if somebody does want to become a funding partner or provide a sponsorship for one of the events, I will include all of that in our show notes. Tracy, I know you've been involved with Partners in Pain as it's been developing like from its inception, basically. So as you've been attending these events over a period of time, are you still finding that you're learning new things? Are there ever things that really surprise you during the events that come up as new? Or even just what kind of feedback are you getting from the people that are attending them? 
Oh, I'm always moved by personal experiences and amazed by people's resiliency. It's very humbling and motivating. Uh, and I find the participant comments always have a new perspective that I hadn't considered before. I guess being surprised would be art therapy and how it engages the mind in a state of play, focusing your mind away from your pain. And the presenter, Dana Festchuk, was so in fun and enthusiastic. I love my art project. And although I'm not very artistic at all, I have it on display for myself. <laughs> um, overall, participants are reporting that they are getting what they hope to get out of the webinars, pain information, management strategies, tools. But most of all, it's the opportunity to connect with others, not feel so alone. And one gentleman told me last week, it gives him hope. And that's exciting. That is exciting. And it's really beautiful. I feel like peer support is such an important part of pain management. So being able to have these events, um, especially during COVID-19, because as we know, not a lot of us are able to get out. So this is really great to hear. And we have actually connected with Dana and are hoping to have her come onto the podcast to speak um, all about art therapy specifically and this has also been kind of an ongoing theme throughout the podcast so far, but the idea that there are so many different uh, tools and therapies available to people that sometimes you don't even realize that something like art therapy could be helpful. So these events are incredibly valuable in that they may open up healing avenues for people in new and unique ways. And Tracy, since you have both lived experience of pain and a job that helps those manage their pain, what do you wish you could say to chronic pain patients or healthcare providers based on your experiences? Great question. There's a lot. I would sum it up with three words to remember, believe, accept, and support. And I'll unpack that a little bit. First, I'll speak to people living with chronic pain. Believe you have chronic pain. And that may sound unusual to say to and living with long-term pain. However, some people think they have short-term pain or acute pain and something went wrong with the care they received or they think it's not too serious and continue to power through, all the while forming behaviors and habits that are harder to break over time. Believing you have chronic pain can help you understand the difference between acute and chronic pain, why chronic pain is so hard to treat, and the role our nervous system plays in management. Next, I would encourage them to assess if they have come to accept chronic pain. Sometimes we're struggling with issues that are more like grief because of the things that we've lost along the way due to chronic pain. We could be cycling in anger, depression, or denial, and it's acceptance that's going to take us into action to address the problems in our life that chronic pain is causing. To quote Pete Moore from paintools.org, it's important to accept you have long-term pain and then move on. This doesn't mean giving up or ignoring it. It means you need to learn to take more control of chronic pain management and then do the work that is required to manage it. Then I would suggest there's a lot of support services that people living with chronic pain can self-refer to and consultation or interventional services that you might self-advocate for your healthcare provider to send a referral on your behalf. SaskPain.ca has many great resources for both people living with chronic pain and their families and supporters. 
To healthcare providers, I would say, believe that your patient has chronic pain. We know that two people with similar diagnoses can have different pain experiences due to the unique way an individual's nervous system responds to prior and current life experiences. Believe the pain is real, even if diagnostic tests cannot explain a cause for the chronic pain. Providers are limited in the amount of time they can give to addressing all the needs of chronic pain management. Accept that despite your best efforts, more care options may be required for your patient to manage their chronic pain. Healthcare providers can be more effective in their role when they support their patient through referrals. When patients are struggling to manage chronic pain, then they need to discuss referrals to other providers or programs to support their patients further. Again, saskpain.ca has many great resources for additional support. They do. Yeah. Saskpain has so many resources. So this is just another great moment to remind everyone, if you haven't been to the website yet, please go and take a look. Uh, We also are on social media, so you can check out all of that. But I think acceptance here is such a big one. And I know in my pain journey, I was really resisting pain or the idea that I even had chronic pain. And I really did everything possible to pretend like it wasn't happening, avoiding the pain at all costs, um, leading to some really negative behaviors that was actually reinforcing not only the fear of the pain itself, but also then led to increased anxiety and anger, which made my pain so much worse because I couldn't do a lot of the things I used to be able to So that whole idea totally resonates with me and having someone who believes you, even if they can't fully explain what's going on, but a care provider will sit there and talk with you and try to make a plan um, to work through it with you, whether that is trialing certain therapies or sending off that referral to someone else who is more specialized. That is so, so, so important as you say, and that's what support is all about, right? Listening validating and assisting. So thank you for sharing this great advice with us, Tracy. You're welcome. Based on everything you've learned after being involved uh, both with Partners in Pain and the health region, where would you like to see chronic pain care strategies going from here, especially in Saskatchewan specifically? I would love to see more multidisciplinary pain in-person programs available outside of Saskatoon and Regina to enhance services to rural residents, reduce their travel burden and internet and technology barriers. I guess they'd be sort of satellites, if you will, of the current programs that are being offered in the cities. And ultimately a chronic pain pathway, even if it could be divided into primary health care, acute care and long-term care, could provide the most thorough and efficient way to place all of the provincial services in the hands of the healthcare providers, people living with chronic pain and their families and supporters. Yes, I fully agree with that. And I think the success of Partners in Pain, uh, the workshops really speaks to that and how important more rural services are for the province. Tracy, is there anything else you would like to mention or say that we haven't discussed so far today? Well, the pain cycle uh, that I learned in Workman's Comp in that rehab program was a real game changer for me. I honestly felt like a hamster going around and around on a wheel, recycling the same problems caused by chronic pain. 
this pain cycle, and then sometimes there's a self-cope, help me to learn ways to address the problems and then aim to manage chronic pain better. There are many different types of pain and self-care cycles available from different educational groups. It doesn't matter which one a person uses, only that they use one that's applicable and user-friendly to them. For sure. So with this pain cycle, can you walk us through what that is? Um, It doesn't have to be exact, but maybe just how you see it or could explain it to someone, even based on your own experiences, because as a, or as you said, excuse me, um, there are a lot of different pain cycle images. Um, so I can provide a link to that for people, but let's kind of unpack this a little bit. So the pain cycle that I have, um, it's basically a never ending cycle with multiple problems around the outside of the cycle. And so mine says persistent pain can lead to being less active because you're guarding against hurting yourself or flaring your pain. But then being less active can lead to loss of fitness, weight gain, um, some muscles being stiffer, some being tighter, some being weaker. And then that in turn can lead to other problems that maybe disrupt your sleep or create some fatigue all day long or just overwhelming tiredness which then can lead to difficult emotions like stress or fear, anxiety, anger, sometimes frustration because you're not sleeping well, you're not as active as you were, you gain some weight, you're always in pain. And so it's just really this vicious cycle. And when we have those difficult emotions and we're having all that pain, we're taking those pain medications, sometimes we're having some side effects and it just perpetuates that vicious cycle. Um, When you've got those difficult emotions and you're always fatigued, it just leads to difficulty communicating with others or even expressing yourself or your ability to say to your your provider what's happening and what you're struggling with because you just can't find the words to even express yourself. And that can lead to, obviously, if you're not communicating well with your family and you're not communicating well with your provider, then everything's starting to derail a little bit. And it's going to create more pain, less activity, more sleep problems. And for me, I thought that these were all individual problems that I was having all at the same time, sort of concurrently I was derailing when I didn't kind of put two and two together that they were all linked to one another. And if I could just break that vicious cycle, maybe I could start to get a bit of control in, let's say, even if I could express myself. Maybe then my pain management would be better because my family would understand I need a little bit more help with something or my provider realizes, oh, we're not managing your pain very well. Let's do this referral. Let's try this medication. Oh, you're not sleeping. Well, let's deal with that. And so if you think these are all individual problems, not a cycle of one maybe impacting the other, then we don't realize that there's a lot that can be done if we maybe just dealt with one area and were able to make an improvement, maybe we could break that vicious cycle. And then we could start moving forward with chronic pain management and a better lifestyle, an improved lifestyle, or what people like to say, improved quality of life. Absolutely. That was such a great 
overview. And I think it really reinforces just how complex pain is, which is why having access to a multidisciplinary team is so important. So hopefully moving forward, we can have more therapeutic routes like that in the province so that we can get more of that holistic care to improve quality of life for so many people. And speaking of Saskatchewan, as always, because we are a Saskatchewan-based podcast, would you be willing to tell us about one of your favorite things about living here? Oh, the sky. Absolutely. The colors, the cloud formations, sunsets, northern lights, lightning shows, and today, huge sun dogs. It's the best. The sky is just, it just lightens my mood all the time. For sure. And I think that's probably one of our more popular answers that we get. And I agree a hundred percent. All you have to do is go outside and look at that nice horizon line. And it's hard to be in a bad mood when you see that. But Tracy, thank you so much for taking the time to share your story with us today, helping educate us, uh, teach us all about the Partners in Pain online webinars. And I'm going to provide more information for everyone on that. But Tracy, we truly appreciate your service to the pain community and the province. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It was my privilege. Thank you again to registered nurse Tracy Fickner for spending time sharing her story and so much vitally important information. As mentioned during the episode, the Partners in Pain webinar series, which is available for any Saskatchewan resident to attend, is currently looking for funding donors and sponsorships. So if you are wanting to help or contribute to this incredible initiative that helps improve the quality of life of those living with pain locally in Saskatchewan, please contact Sask Pain either through their website or social media channels on how to do that. And for those interested in the pain cycle, we will make sure to post an image detailing this on the Sask Pain social media pages as soon as this episode is released. We hope today's chat resonated with you and taught you something new. Thank you for listening to Your Partners in Pain, a podcast for people experiencing pain and those who help individuals living with pain. Funding for this podcast was provided by the Saskatchewan Community Initiatives Fund and the Saskatchewan Pain Society. For more information about our organization or to find additional resources, please find us on social media at SASPain or visit our official website, www.saspain.ca.